Coming up on the Locked On Ole Miss podcast, we talk about whether or not Ole Miss needs to sign a kicker going into the fall. We talk about the Caden Costa situation. We also are going to look at the basketball team and where we exactly stand on that. And we look at the baseball weekend that was. This is the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. You are Locked On Ole Miss. Your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right. Welcome to the Lockdown Ole Miss Podcast. Um, I'm your host, Stephen Willis. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Also, thanks for making the Lockdown Ole Miss Podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. So do us a favor, hit subscribe, go over and hit the bell so you'll be notified when new videos go up, and of course, upvote the video itself. If you do that, we will appreciate it. Thank you very much for that. So we're going to start out with Caden Costa, and um, his situation is extremely unique. I don't really want to get into the background of what happened, but real quick, I want to have a conversation of what that means. And I think that this football team is more talented than last year's football team. The team that won 10 regular season games, this football team is more talented than last last year's football team, period. Now, in that, that means that there are some pretty lofty goals that this team is going to have to choose from at their disposal. And to do that, they need to count on the fact that they can kick a field goal. Three points is guaranteed inside 30-yard line. And right now, that's not a um, an opportunity, not something you can count on. Um, Kill Nation, he kicked all right against Mississippi State, struggled against Baylor. Caden uh, Costa was absolute nails until he popped for performance-enhancing drugs. Um, right before the Mississippi State game, which means he cannot play until right before the Mississippi State game this season. That's one year. So right before Thanksgiving is when he'll come off a suspension. Now, if it turns out that he can kick, he can kick and go in there and they can the Mississippi State game, there's there's really no way to blow a red shirt at that point. So he's going to red shirt this season if he sticks around the team. But if he's... Um, able to play, and once he gets eligible again, he could probably play this season and still get the red shirt. But there's some games early in the season. The first six games are all winnable by Ole Miss teams, with the Kentucky game and Oxford being the most difficult one. And they are going to face Kentucky without Liam Cohen, although they did bring in an offensive coordinator from San Francisco. I expect to see a lot of what the San Francisco offense does, but it's not going to look exactly like what you see um, in L.A. or what you saw from Kentucky last year. So, but that is the game where three points can matter. A kicking game matter. If you, the field goal kicker, if he has seven points in that game, you need to count on all seven points of him. If he's going to attempt those seven points in a game, that's two field goals and extra point. That's, you know, 13 points. If you win 13 to 10, every one of those points mattered. If the score is 28 to 27, every one of those kicking points is going to matter. 
And because of that, I just don't know if Lane Kiffin is going to be willing, actually willing, to roll the dice on this. Everybody is going to point at him. He's like, well, he goes for it all the time, Stu. Yeah, that's true. Um, he doesn't kick many field goals. Yeah, that's true also. But he also, last season, had somebody he could count on to do it. And Caden Costa is a heck of a kicker. He had a heck of a year. It, I mean, he got off the rails in the Sugar Bowl um, a little bit in the Mississippi State game after that suspension happened. But he had a pretty great year. And... Because of that, he is probably the future of the position. So how do you handle 2022? Whenever you cannot count on him to be in there for 11 games, it's going to be at least an 11-game suspension going forward. And, I mean, he's going to miss the Alabama game. He's going to miss the Texas A&M game. He's going to miss the Auburn game, the LSU game, the Kentucky game. All this, there's no room for him right now because of the suspension and every one of those games kicking points might matter so what do you do well my opinion is that Lane Kiffin is going to look at his roster in the spring if he sees this team capable of doing high level things which this team is talented enough to do that but I'm not going to guarantee this is going to happen at this point but if you want to look at high level things Yes, he will sign a grad transfer kicker for this year. Now, remember, Ole Miss only has two or three spots remaining. And a kicker would take up one of those spots. Unless you get a walk-on. Because it's all about initial scholarship. So a walk-on player would not fit that bill. But then with a walk-on, you end up with a situation similar to Kill Nation. You're basically hiring a mercenary at this point. You need to count on him to be good Four 12 games, or 11 games, and potentially 12, because of what happened. Now, everybody's going to say, well, what about Caden Costa's appeal? And my opinion is, do not put much hope at all in this appeal. And the reason being is, I don't know, has never worked in a defense. And this is a team where the defense has already come down. They're appealing it. Which means this has to be completely different and shown over to win the appeal. You're, you're really behind the eight ball on it. You have to have a defense. And his defense is either I did or I didn't know. If he did, there's no way he's going to win it. So his pro defense is it was an accident or he didn't know it was um, a banned substance. And that never works. It just never does. And understand that. Don't expect great deal of hope when it comes to um, Caden Costa winning his appeal. Now, he's going to come back. He's going to be fine. He's going to be the kicker of the future and all of that stuff. Nobody's denigrating the kid. But he made a mistake, and now he's paying for it. Now, because of that, we have to do roster moves that – we weren't planning to do. And that is the other part of this. Like I said, he made a mistake. It happens. He's a kid. Serve your time. Do what you have to do. When you come back, be as good as you were before. That's all we ask. If you do that, Ole Miss fans will absolutely embrace the heck out of it just the way we roll. 
But it's one of those situations to where if a kicker comes in for a year, has a decent enough season, and you transfer after fall season this year because of the suspension, Ole Miss fans will not hold you in the same regard. You will look like a mercenary at that point. And mercenaries get viewed at viewed a very different way than um, somebody that endures. So my guess is that Lane Kiffin is going to see this team and get a kicker. For the 2022 season, it'll be a one-year, it'll be a grant transfer. Um, but my guess is that he'll do that. Football might be over for this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, to player performance props, to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about trends and action. Bet online, where the game starts. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss Podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. So do us a favor, hit subscribe, hit the bell, so you'll get notifications when new videos launch. And, of course, hit the upvote button on the video. If you do that, thank you very much. And um, we'll see how it goes. Anyway, in the first segment, we talked about the Ole Miss kicking situation and how we look at that going forward. We are basically in the middle of the Caden Costa suspension. How does that look in the fall of 2022? We talked a little bit about that. Now we're going to talk a little bit about where our position is on the Ole Miss men's basketball team in Kermit Davis. And this has been a season really unlike any season I've seen in Ole Miss basketball history. It is one where injuries has just gone over and over again, and this team absolutely cannot get started. It goes back to Deshaun Ruffin getting his hand stepped on back in November. And now he has an ACL issue. Uh, Jarkel Joyner missed half the season with an injury as well. Uh, Matthew Morell has missed a game. Uh, Flu-like symptoms popped up around different players to where they had to activate somebody to the active roster that wasn't a player just because they needed bodies. And because of that, I look at this season a little bit differently. It's not anywhere what anybody wants to have happening. It just isn't. <clears throat> it's one of those situations where teams, like no matter what they do, quicksand kind of happens. The harder you struggle, the worse it gets. And over the course of the season, that problem has compounded with injuries and everything else going on 
to where this team has suffered with confidence. And because of that lack of confidence, they often go between five and ten minutes in some games without scoring a goal. Or, you know, you need a basket. Get to the rim. Shoot free throws. Do anything to stop a run that is happening. But they are so, you can see the confidence dwindle in this team. And it was getting to the point where Deshaun Ruffin was kind of becoming that spark plug that everybody else was lifted up by. Um, when he came back, Matt Morrell um, immediately started scoring 15, 16 points and became a three-point weapon. That was because of the driving ability of Deshaun Ruffin. Um, but that also, right then, coincided with Jarkel Joyner getting hurt. So another issue there. Um, also, rebounding the basketball. I mean, I like Nasir Brooks. Uh, I, I, it's okay, but... For as athletic as he is, he doesn't seem to rebound the ball that well. Even though some days he'll have 15 rebounds. Shows you how dominant he could be. You know, it, it's, it's, it's kind of ridiculous to think about. But my stance on this basketball team is Kermit needs another year with these guys. There's going to be the fire the coach brigade that pops up on social media and on message boards and all of that. Um, but honestly, they just want change for the sake of change. They don't want to emotionally go through what they're going through this year. And I, I mean, I understand that. Um, but this season so did not work out in any way. In any way. that you can make a judgment off of it right now, one way or another, on Kermit Davis. It just doesn't work. There's going to be some people that won't change, and they see results, and all they care about is the fact that Ole Miss is losing basketball games. And that is absolutely fine. I get that. But with everybody, um, any coach that is here, year one, year two, year three, doesn't matter a different coach in the league that dealt with what Ole Miss went through this year, They'd have problems. They just would. And because of that, you end up with a situation where you really can't judge Ole Miss basketball. Now, their women are like 21-7. and I'm going to finish fourth in the SEC West. Or, um, yeah, fourth in the West. Or fourth in the SEC, I'm sorry. Um, for the SEC tournament, so they don't even have to start playing until, like, Friday. And this is a team that just two years ago, 24 months ago, went 0-16 in the league, completely winless, an offer. And it was a warranted offer because this was a bad basketball team, just an absolute bad basketball team. And because of that, they put in the work, and they hit the transfer portal, and Shakira Austin was brought in, and they started getting transfers to fill other positions. Before long, they were a pretty good basketball team. Now, they're not elite. They're not like the Tennessees. They're not like the Georgias. They're not there yet, but it's only been two years. You see this team grow. And last year, it clicked. And this could have happened to Kermit Davis as well before the injuries took over, especially Deshaun Ruffin. But last year, it clicked. And they started winning games. And they made the NIT. And they went on a run to the NIT final. They ended up losing that game. But that run went to this year. 
and they ended up going 21 and seven. And they're probably going to make the NCAA tournament. And it's just an interesting story of what's going on. And this is an example of almost how weird sporting events are and how much things happen that are completely out of your control. Now, we might assign you control, but it's control that you don't really have, that nobody really has. And injuries are one of those things. So, like I said, I understand if you're really upset because Ole Miss is just losing games. I get that. Get that 100%. But the question is, why are they losing games? That is the question. And right now they're losing games because of injuries. They're a better team. They were a better team with a win at LSU with Deshaun Ruffin on the court. This was a team that was developing at a fairly quick, quick rate. And then whenever he went out, it all just kind of went downhill from there. So keep that in mind. This is the time of year I've pretty much given up on all my New New Year's resolutions, but not this year. This year I'm sticking with my resolution to eat right. Thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you tried Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy, yummy, cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. Mmm, so good. These are going to be your new favorite. So, many different flavors at Built Bar. Milk brownie, um, coconut, coconut almond, and new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. They are all delicious and all new flavors coming out all the time. If they're, they think a flavor might be good, they'll make it. It'll be delicious and it'll be good for you. At Built Bar, they're all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first and then figure out how to make it healthy. I don't know how they do it, but they pull it off every single time. So here's the offer. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use LOCKED15 as a promo code for 15% off at Built.com. All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. So do me a favor on YouTube. Hit subscribe. Hit the bell so you'll be notified of new videos whenever we launch them. And, of course, upvote the video itself. I do appreciate it. Um, We've covered in the first segment the kicking situation at Ole Miss. The second segment we talked about the basketball team. I figure we should make it a – clean sweep and just talk baseball in segment three. Now, tomorrow we're going to have Derek Vandegriff, and he's going to talk about the weekend as a whole, and he's going to get into the weeds a little bit. But the first thing that I'm wanting to talk about is the fact that it was so cold this weekend. You just looked in the crowd, and people just looked absolutely miserable to be there. The attendance was low, but that's because the weather was just frigid. And because of that, I think maybe early on you're not really warmed up and maybe fielding errors are more prone to happen. It happened in game one, it happened in game three, and both of which at the end of the first inning, um, VCU jumped out to an early lead. And I think it might have been because the weather is what it was. So 
that's one way that I look at it. Now, batting the ball, this team is absolutely great. They knocked the cover off the ball. Uh, you know, Tim Elko, Jacob Gonzalez, and Taiwan Malone um, actually hit home runs on Sunday. And congratulations to Taiwan Malone because that was his first college hit as well. And um, as a defensive line, I, this is going to sound silly. If you are somewhere around my age watching this video or listening to it, whenever he swings the bat, I think Frank Thomas. I'm not saying he's Frank Thomas. I'm not saying he's anywhere near that good. But when he sees, swings the bat, that's what I think of. And I don't know if it's just a big guy swinging a bat a certain way. Maybe it's because he's you know as tall as he is doing it and it, there's a big hurt similarity with it. But he looks like Frank Thomas. And, you know, I'm not expecting Taiwan Malone to have any commercials with Doug Flutie um, in the next couple of weeks. But he looks natural and he looks comfortable doing what he's doing. It, this, this is not a favor of him being a two-sport player. This is something that he obviously earned doing. And because of that, you can just see this offense really like the ball just popped off his bat i mean i, I was nuts it was not quite kemp alderman well alderman with his 115 mile exit velocity but it, i think it was 105 mile an hour or something like that so um tim olko hit a home run in that game jacob gonzalez also hit one out as well there's a little bit of problem fielding the ball from time to time if you notice a what's going on there. I mean, I, I don't know what it is. Maybe, like I said, maybe it was cold weather in the beginning of the game and they just weren't quite in sync yet. But this is a team that can overcome a lot and so far have overcome fielding by just knocking the cover off the ball. Now, the opposition is going to get a little bit more tough. You know, after they get done with their midweeks against ULM this week, this weekend they go to Central Florida, right down the road from where I am. And pretty decent team at Central Florida. So it's a game that Ole Miss is going to have to fight to win. John Gaddis pitched today as well as um, Drew McDaniel. Uh, I, I just really like John Gaddis. I, I, I really do. I, I don't know what it is about him. It just works for whatever reason. I mean, it just, it just works. So... Like I said, tomorrow Derek Vandegrift is going to come by and talk a little bit more about the weekend and pre preview the Central Florida series, which should be a lot of fun. But baseball this weekend didn't look like it was that much fun. But Ole Miss was able to take care of business and get the wins. Um, two games over the weekend. The third game was rained out and or weathered out. But I'm really looking forward to seeing what can happen. Anyway, thanks for making the Locked on Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Um, tomorrow we will continue to deal with storylines going into spring practice. And also Derek Vander Vandy Griff will come back to talk baseball. So now make the second listen, Locked on NFL Draft, Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bringing the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and the NFL front offices it's free and available wherever you get your podcast so actually sounds like it's a pretty good deal so tune in to that tomorrow we will like i said talk Derek vandy griff and have a lot of fun with that and continue with our pre-spring pre-spring storylines 
as we're getting ready for March to turn over. We're less than a month away from spring practice. So we will um, start figuring out how to cover that in a special way. So tune in tomorrow for that and hope everybody has a good time. And, you know, congratulations on your Monday. Anyway, I hope everybody has a good day. Howdy, toddy. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.